0: Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning on this second Sunday in Lent. A special welcome to those of you joining us from home. It is a blessing we can be one community beyond the walls of this one space. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for worship this morning with our confession. I invite all who are able to stand and uh, turn and face the cross. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Thank you. Let us pray. O God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so too the, the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading this morning is from the book of Genesis, the 17th chapter. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, "'I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless.' And I will make my covenant between me and you, and you will make you, and it will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, As as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. The second reading this morning is from the book of Romans, the fourth chapter. The promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, for he is the father of all of us. As it's written, I have made you the father of many nations." in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hoping against hope, he believed that he would become the father of many nations. According to what was said, so numerous shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was already as good as dead, for he was about a hundred years old or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, being fully convinced that God was able to do what God had promised. Therefore his faith was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now the words "it was reckoned to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. It will be reckoned to us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was handed over to death for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 8th chapter. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Jesus called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. praise to you, O Christ. Please join your hearts with me in prayer. Lord, you call us to pick up our cross and follow you. Give us courage to follow, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand will lead and guide us. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, and the living of our lives be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Right before our gospel reading for today, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered, Some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. Then Jesus asked, But who do you say that I am? And Peter boldly answered, You are the Messiah. Now Mark tells us when when Peter heard Jesus teaching that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and and be killed, and after three days rise again, Peter began to rebuke Jesus. However, lest we be too hard on Peter, clearly he could not perceive what Jesus meant by those words he spoke. Peter couldn't comprehend what Jesus was saying. He simply didn't understand. He just plain didn't get it. Jesus, the Messiah, must undergo great suffering, be rejected, be killed, and after three days rise again. Those were words Peter was not ready to hear, nor was he able or willing to accept them. They were no doubt as harsh to to Peter's ears as if they would be for any one of us. Think about times when you've received unexpected or unanticipated bad news. Like those calls that come in the middle of the night. When your phone disrupts your sleep and in your groggy state you answer. And you hear the dreaded news that a loved one has suddenly died. Like many of you, I've been on the receiving end of those calls. And at first, it doesn't compute in your mind. You may even say out loud, as I have done, can you repeat that? And only after hearing it the second time do the words actually begin to sink in. I can certainly understand Peter's confusion and his inability to process what he's been hearing from the lips of Jesus. You have to remember that at this point in time, Peter doesn't have the experience of the post resurrection, the experience that would have given him comfort and consolation. And so those words suffering, rejection, be killed were incomprehensible to him. They simply didn't compute in his brain. And he certainly could not have known what Jesus meant when he concluded with, and rise again. Yet for Peter's sake and for our sake, for the sake of the whole cosmos, Jesus did suffer. He was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. And on the third day, he rose again. And now, like those first disciples, Jesus calls us to take up our cross and follow him. So you want to know what taking up our cross and following Jesus looks like? You want to know what discipleship means for us? First, I'm going to tell you what it doesn't mean. Taking up one's cross doesn't mean bearing the burdens of an abusive relationship. It doesn't mean berating ourselves and beating ourselves up for our own human imperfections and shortcomings. Nor does it mean accepting human suffering as the will of God. Because it's not God's will for us or for anyone to suffer it doesn't mean giving giving others power to trample all over us nor does it mean having to grin and bear it as though our suffering somehow emulates Christ's suffering rather for those of us who follow Jesus today i'd like to offer up that taking up our cross means standing for peace in a world that all too often is quick to turn to violence. And it means working for justice for all, all people, in all times, in all places. It means being instruments of reconciliation wherever there is discord. It means speaking up for the weak and vulnerable, and giving voice to the voiceless. It means caring for God's good earth and all its creatures. Taking up our cross and following Jesus means denying our appetite for selfish ambition. It means giving of ourselves for the sake of the other. It means striving to live and grow ever more fully into the heart of God. How do we do that? By sharing the good news of Jesus through our own acts of love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. It means being open to radical inclusion, inclusion of those who are very different from us, so that everyone, everyone may know God's love. Our understanding of what Jesus meant by saying he must undergo great suffering, be rejected, be killed, and rise again, means trusting in the power of God to send us forth in peace, to love and serve the Lord. Trusting that God's hand is leading and guiding us through our wilderness and into a future filled with endless possibilities of sharing God's love with those we meet along the way. Let us respond to that call. Let us pick up our cross and follow him. Amen. whole church through the ages, let us confess our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Trusting in God's promise to reconcile all things, Let us pray for the Church, all of creation, and a world in need. We turn to you for wisdom, O God. Let the mind of Christ guide your Church and its leaders. Give discernment to our bishops, pastors, deacons, teachers, and strengthen us and all the baptized who seek to pick up our cross and follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We turn to you for renewal. Equip and empower us to save lives and ecosystems threatened by pollution and a changing climate. Cleanse the earth's waters and restore the soil. Preserve rainforests, deserts, and wildlife, that generations to come may cherish your creation lord in your mercy hear our prayer we turn to you for justice uphold the worth and dignity of all people in all places and enable our elected leaders and citizens of every nation to work together toward peace and justice for all lord in your mercy hear our prayer we turn to you for healing O god And so we pray for all who suffer in mind, body, or spirit. Use us to minister to those who are grieving, those who are facing or recovering from surgery, those who suffer with chronic pain, and all who who suffer in any way. Today we lift up before you Terry Chapp, Chuck Dietz, Lehua, the granddaughter of Eunice and Ron Fenchek. Gay and Del Haverlin, Jody and Doug Martin, Morgan McCrory, Jeff and Gretchen Seamus. For whom else do the people pray? Peter and Luke. For all these we've named aloud, and for all who suffer in silence, in secret, or in shame, we pray, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We turn to you for purpose and meaning. Remind us of your faithfulness to this congregation. Increase our trust in your guidance and keep us near the cross as we journey together in our wilderness. Nurture in your children the gifts of the Spirit poured out in baptism, especially upon Jordan Andrea Christine, daughter of Sierra and Ben Olson, baptized here yesterday. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We turn to you with thanksgiving for the faithful witness of those who have gone before us. We give thanks for the life of Daryl Nichols, and we pray for Jean and their family, even as they grieve. We remember the family and friends of Linda Talby, sister of Thelma Montgomery, and we ask that you bless them with the memories of their loved ones. Give strength to all who grieve, and help us to trust that in your abiding presence, you are with us always. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Accompany us on our journey, God of grace, and receive, receive the prayers of our hearts through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share God's peace now with one another. Peace to all of those who are worshiping with us, as well as our friends from the springs. And for all of the gathered community, we give thanks to God. A few announcements for our life together. First of all, the daily devotions that are coming out um, through the weekly events or on our church's website or Facebook page are available daily. But if you'd like to take a week um, of devotions uh, for the entire week in a hard copy, you're welcome to do that. You can pick that up in the narthex. There are uh, copies of the weekly devotions now on the uh, table that says information. Um, also, together Tuesday, Lenten worship continues with our soup supper beginning at 5.15. And that's followed by an interactive worship experience at 6 o'clock and concludes with holding evening prayer right here in the sanctuary starting at 645 the music together and children's choir rehearsal remain unchanged. They're from 6 to 6.45, and junior cantors from 6.45 to 7.15. Following worship this morning, you're invited to join the uh, Pastor Ben and the adult class that will be in the library. And for those who are des- desire to find out more about ways to serve at Central, I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, I'll meet you in the Northex and share some ideas with you about some of the ways that you could serve in worship leadership. Uh, also, the Concordia College Choir is going to be here. They're from Moorhead, Minnesota. They'll be here on March 10th for an afternoon concert at 4 p.m. Tickets are available online or in the office. There are some complimentary tickets. If, if you uh, have need of those, please uh, talk to Pastor Ben or myself, and we'll make sure you get a ticket. And finally, we'll be receiving new members on Palm Sunday, March 24th. If you're interested in finding out more about our life together here at Central Lutheran, please reach out to Pastor Ben or myself. With those announcements, we'll continue now with the amp- with the offertory prayer. Please stand. Correction, please sit now in the pews. It's the offertory uh, chorale singing.
0: I invite all who are able to stand. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful God, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care, and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord.
3: Amen. Amen. The Lord is be- We should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, Almighty and Merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
0: Blessed are you, O God of the universe. Your mercy is everlasting and your faithfulness endures from age to age. Praise to you for creating the heavens and the earth. Praise to you for saving the earth from the waters of the flood. Praise to you for bringing the Israelites safely through the sea. Praise to you for leading your people through the wilderness to the land of milk and honey. Praise to you for the words and deeds of Jesus, your anointed one. Praise to you for the death and resurrection of Christ. Praise to you for your spirit poured out on all nations. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me.
1: Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us.
0: this morning, we invite you to come forward through the center aisle, receive the bread in the form of a wafer, and then intink or dip it in the cup. The cup has red wine or white grape juice. All are welcome at the Lord's table. This is Christ's meal, and it's Christ that bids you come. And now, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in His grace. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Generous God, at this table we have tasted Your immeasurable grace. As grains of wheat are gathered into one bread, no, make us one loaf to feed the world. In the name of Jesus, the bread of life. Amen. Amen invite all who are able to stand for the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.